0: Welcome to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host Dan Martinez. With me in the virtual octagon, John Mr. Miles. You know, we never decide. Like we keep going back and forth. Like, am I going to say your guys' names, and then you say, Hello. "That's why I just started." Cole Peterson taking Cole Peterson. Yeah, I know. Cole <laughs>
1: Peterson.
0: <laughs> On today's show, we're going to recap the gubernatorial debate for you. Uh, the one debate that actually had some substance uh, last week. That's a good idea. Uh, yes and civility we got some polls i'm pretty happy about that uh we're gonna be talking about Pinky's up thumbs down and some upcoming events and john's gonna put together uh,
1: uh john's whatever. got a new segment for us yeah, yeah. we're gonna we're john's gonna take a peek in the future Ooh. pinky deep in the future
0: pinky <laughs> deep in the future uh but first if you're listening to the show and you like the show and you live in Ogden or you don't live in Ogden. You share this with your friends, with your friends that live in Ogden or your or family we- members. Weber County.
2: In
1: Weber County is good, too. Yeah.
0: Weber County. Hell, we even do just the tip of Utah. So if they're in like Logan, Cache County, Elder County, wherever, uh, if you just want to share a really good show with your friends and your family and uh, the people in your life that are missing entertainment because of the coronavirus. Please feel free to share the show with all of uh, uh, the community that you have. Let's talk a little bit about. No, 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 no. Wait, I I skipped ahead. <laughs> you skipped um, the Hap Haps, dude. I did. I skipped the Hap Haps because I was Our like signature segment. There's yeah. nothing really that's been
3: Hap Haps in here. You, are you kidding? Oh, that's not true.
0: You yeah. just talked to Colby. He'll tell you. Let's hear it. What have what you guys been doing? What, what's been
3: going on this week for you all? Colby said haps on haps on haps on haps. On haps?
1: Very true. I'm a busy person. Tell us, Colby. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm going to steal this, Dan, because you chose to not Why? go first.
0: No, 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 no. Okay, fine. Go ahead.
1: Dan and I went and Jamie Cheek went down to Washington County yesterday. Did a digital town hall with those fine folks, uh, along with Kale Weston, who is running for uh, Senate District or Congressional District 2 against Chris Stewart, who sucks, just like our fl- friends at the Black Side Podcast remind us every single week. He is a pretty and, terrible guy. Yeah, and it was really fun, man. It was fun going down to Washington County and hanging out in St. George. We went to Ivan's later that afternoon, went to another town hall, just got to hang out with those peeps. Super fun time. I don't know, Dan. Oh, you didn't get... To, Dan was the only there for the town hall, and then he had to split. I had but uh, to split, I don't know. But
0: it was good. No, yeah. I, I liked being able to chat with everybody. Um, you know, here's the thing, Kobe, about that. It's about getting candidates some reps on like stump speeches and being prepared for uh being able to talk in these public forums and speak with like
1: so you like know the, a, with presence and with, you know, some polish.
0: Yeah, some like po- polish. That's what it is. Polished. some reps. Yes. Because, you know, I'll tell you what. Our congressional candidates, for the, the the Dems, are very much polished. So are the state candidates. Our local folks, those are the guys that need the reps because those are the guys that are not doing it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was good. That was good to, to, to give them that chance to... Really, kind of start getting those reps in and putting in the work. Uh, hopefully, they'll you know that'll help them with their campaigning later this. Uh, well, for the next what twenty days? we are we to twenty now?
1: Twenty nine days.
0: Oh my gosh! But yeah, yeah, no, no, it was good stuff, good stuff, and good people.
3: Super good people. The
0: drive was kind of a bitch. Wait, this is Saint really? George.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, man. I, well, you didn't drive by yourself, man. It's true. I was with my wife. And, uh, we talked a lot. It was awesome. Listen to podcasts.
3: Well, yeah. You guys both like kind of just went down and back. I
0: sure did.
1: I, mean, I went down and back. Dan, yeah. Dan was like literally down and back. Like, Dan, what time did we get there? What did you get there? Like one o'clock? Uh, yeah. 145,
0: I think, is when I got there.
1: And so we started setting up at like two. Yep. It was all done at four o'clock, and then we we packed up. Dan pretty much got right back in his car and drove home, so he was only there for like two hours. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's the dedication, dedication that I have. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. <sighs> what about John Miles, Wasn't dude? That I was
3: to John Miles. I was gonna talk about how I I like I've had some stuff to do around town, so I've been out like driving around to different local businesses and whatnot. And it's uh, there's just this like very big difference in uh, who like one place, everybody will be in a mask. One place, nobody will be in a mask. And it's just weird to go around. And I mean, that just struck me. But then Colby and I went to help Alex McDonald today because he's going to be debating um, uh, Jim Harvey for the county commission race in about two weeks. And so
1: that's on October uh, 15th for the JC peeps.
3: Yeah. It's on, it'll be online for you to watch. Hosted Um, by
1: the league of women voters.
3: And so me, Colby and Jamie cheek, were helping him prep for the debate, which was also just a cool experience uh, to just kind of sit and talk about Weber County uh, politics. But so in that process, you know, we were talking about sort of what things are inherently County government and should be handled on that level. And, and we ended up talking about this mask thing, and that's exactly why uh, it's uh, I, I see such a difference from business to business, is because all the way down the levels in government, people are passing it down, and it's th- that buck has been passed down to the county level, and people are just waiting for the county government to do something about it. They're not doing anything about it. They're just leaving it, it up to nobody. And so there is no consistency from city to city within this county, or even from business to business. Because... That's the truth of it. If the if the county government then does not accept the buck when it gets passed to them, it just gets passed to each one of those individual businesses to have to to uh, enforce those rules. That's that's just ridiculous. Like that is not that should not be those people's. That's why you see those videos of of Walmart greeters getting punched in the face or whatever. It's just it's irresponsible of county government. That's where the blame lies. So so,
1: so that's a that's a thumbs down. Uh, oh,
3: no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even getting into my thumbs down
0: Wait, yeah, I want to talk more about What's been happening with John Miles' psyche Like, what mm. drives a man To grow Such a mm. An out-of-date Unreliable <laughs> Style of unreliable. facial hair Unreliable uh, Those mutton chops <laughs> there I, mean, I, have I know, to disagree. I, know <laughs> I know that, uh the, the listeners out there can't see this, but it, this will definitely be posted in the, the forum. These mutton chops. I mean, I Solid. can't. I, Kobe, really how good. would you describe these mutton chops? It's like John Travolta from Greece. No, 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 no. But like, but like also
1: uh, John Travolta didn't have he. No, no, no. What I when I saw John today after we had finished uh, hanging out with Alex McDonald chatting on his back porch, which is he has a really nice back porch, by the way um i asked john if he was going as uh Lee schreiber from uh as Sabertooth. oh yeah Halloween. oh yeah
3: that's, that's one.
1: one yeah and he said no he's got he's got bigger plans he's got more local plans for uh oh what yeah he's, what he's working what's
0: that oh, all right all right but all right who's that guy it's matt, matt mcconaughey, McConaughey. And, yeah, matthew mcconaughey from Days and confused and oh. from uh What's the movie where he was like really skinny and just looked sickly and didn't and the facial Texas, hair just didn't just didn't come in? That's the one right there where the facial no, hair is like they're not no. really coming in.
3: It just is like, ugh. I think I've got <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got more of like a James Madison, I don't know, founding father <laughs> type look.
1: I like it. Yeah.
3: But no, this is this is a passion project of mine. I'm not even sure how much I want to say, but you know, I've just been really getting into the the life and times of uh, Mr. Miles Goodyear and I felt like this was going to just help me connect with that more so really yeah. digging into the roots I like it oh, I mean man. not really I don't but I'm just you're, gonna, to nice. you're <laughs> gonna you'll start to you know what else For I also I just have to defend this number one no the only thing I'll say is when you've got ridiculous mutton chops but you're wearing a mask everywhere nobody even knows they just yeah. think you got a regular beard
1: so yeah, I didn't even know until John got in his truck and took his mask off. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what's going on.
3: <laughs> that's right. It's kind of fun. Oh, okay. That's what's going on. Uh well, speaking of
0: masks, uh, the gubernatorial uh debate was uh what happened last Tuesday, and that was a big part of the debate. Um two very which, different sides. Which can, can we
1: point out the fact that this gubernatorial debate was an hour before the presidential debate? Right. Like, what is that? Like, I can't help but feel that they were hiding Spencer Cox.
3: No, it, I think the idea <laughs> was it was going to be debate night. It's like you get together, you watch your state executive, then you watch your national executive, you know? No. I, I think, think they think.
1: I think it's very shady that they put it in the hour did you before. Guys watch,
3: did you guys watch live? Not oh, no.
1: live.
0: I watched live on KSL and I was. I've never had so much fun making comments during that thing. The next one, too. I'll do it again
1: because that was great. It's the only one. There's not another one.
0: No, no, no. But isn't there, uh, don't they do one for the lieutenant governors or something? Isn't there like a, there are other debates coming up.
1: There are. um, Yeah. For for congressional candidates and then also the AG race. I don't know that there's an LG. um, Oh, my God.
0: The AG race, dude. That one we should really like. Cause Sean Ray is a piece of shit. You know what I mean?
1: That's like our thing. You know, Blackside has the Chris Stewart sucks, but that's like Sean the second Ray time. Is a piece of shit. Yeah, that's, that's that's Dan's right there. It's like oh yeah. Uh,
0: so anyway, okay. So let, let's uh, let's get into the debate. We're gonna do a little something different. We are going to actually have the vi- we we're, we're gonna pull the audio from the debate, listen to the candidates' answers, and. We'll kind of react and talk a little bit about um, how those answers uh, rated with with us first first on the docket is going to be the mask mandate response from the governor's office. Okay, so first you're going to hear from Spencer Cox, Spencer Cox, and then we'll hear from
2: uh, Chris Peterson. Time and let me be very clear, uh, the last three times I've been asked this, I I support where we are today. I support what Governor Herbert has chosen to do, leaving mask mandates to individual communities to uh, to to make that decision.
0: Yeah, that's your boy, Spencer Cox. Let's hear from Mr. Uh, Chris Peterson
1: on the same subject.
4: Well, uh, thank you, Doug. I, look, I, I called for a statewide mask mandate back in July. Uh, I would do it today because we've had skyrocketing infection rates. We are now the fourth worst uh, uh, state in the country in terms of per capita outbreaks and uh, infections. And, and that's 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 according to the CDC's numbers, the best available science. We've got to do more to get this virus under control because it's critical for saving lives. And you know, look, I, I hate wearing masks. I don't like my mask. You know, it gets foggy, it fogs up my glasses. I don't enjoy it either. But there are a lot of things that we do in a, in a civilized society to take care of one another. We have mandates about stopping at traffic lights. We, we're not allowed to drive 200 miles an hour down the freeway. If you show up to work, you probably have to wear your pants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like, I love that he said you probably have to wear your pants. Because, let's yeah. be honest. Uh, what was that place called? that was down in town. In the lighthouse. Lighthouse. You don't have wear the oh. right pants there. <laughs> what Thank was that was that, that, was that, a thing? A, that was Chris, Chris Peterson. That was a shout out to the sex workers here in Utah. What's up? I don't I'm think sure. it was. But oh. anyway. OK. But
1: so so the thing that struck me with these two responses was that this is, was in response to a question from a Utah Valley University student who asked about what the government was going to do to to decrease the infection rates, especially, you know, with the mask mandate. And so it just, it just totally baffled me that Spencer Cox didn't move more that he said, no, what we've done is great. And we're going to keep doing it. Like the numbers are going up, pal. Like what you're doing is not good enough. And keep in mind, Utah County, just barely like two weeks ago, instituted their mask mandate at the County level. And so like John talked about earlier, the, the the state government has so this comes down from the president right the president chooses not to institute a national mask mandate so that's not there they leave it to the states our particular state in the executive Gary Herbert chose not to and Spencer Cox's party to that and then, and then you heard him right there say well i'm i'm down i'm i think that what the governor has done is perfect then it gets passed down to the county level well at our, our county commission level they don't have the balls to institute a mask mandate so like john talked about earlier you're walking into one business and everyone's wearing a mask. Great. You walk into other business, you go to Maverick. It ain't happening. And, you know, it's like, well, everyone, every all the employees are wearing masks. Like, that's not the problem. The problem is not the employees wearing masks. The problem is people coming in and out of this place, not wearing masks, infecting everybody, and then
3: leaving and going who knows where else. Yeah, I just can't. I get I don't know how a Republican can answer every problem with this isn't government's job to to solve this problem like it doesn't make sense i don't know how you can accept at every level of government people you know what they're saying you know the subtext is it's really unpopular with some people to tell them to wear a mask so i'm not going to be the one to do it that can be somebody else like that is that is the kind of governing you get when you say it's not government's job to do anything. And then you think the government is shitty. I just don't understand people who vote for these guys and go along with that every time.
1: Well, it's not leadership at all, is it?
3: Well, no.
1: No, leadership is, is making difficult decisions sometimes. And this is one of those times when you have to make a difficult decision. And we've seen that in the places where they have instituted mass mandates over time, infection rates go down. So it's like, well, if I could get that all across the state, that'd be a great thing, right? No, 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 no. We're gonna leave it to Washington County or Weber County in our instance. They're gonna decide for themselves. Well, Weber County doesn't have the balls to institute a mask mandate. So, you know, luckily So let's
3: put it on the guy who makes ten dollars an hour and can't vi- fight back to his employer and right. say, I don't wanna do this. It's just the the very bottom of the shit waterfall. Right. And I think Trickle down. that
0: kind of gets me is They spend all this money on these like campaigns to encourage Utahns to wear masks. And you could have just like all that money could have gone to research or to somewhere else. And just with because all you have to do is say, no, this is a state mandate. Masks are are mandated across uh, all businesses. What, what, What the fuck? What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Come on. Let's get with it, people.
1: Well, and and so Cox talked about that with um, the initial part of the question from the student, because he's like, he's like, you know, we've been encouraging students and young people. And, you know, we've got a campaign coming out this week made by people like you, you young people encouraging you to wear masks. And it's like, you freaking idiot. First of all, he's already on campus. (laughs) Like, you think that you think that some campaign from the government is going to change his mind? And and, and, he, and Cox brings up like, well, if he's on campus at, at UVU, he already has to wear a mask. So it's like, that's not the problem. Like no one's complaining about masks, not people not wearing masks in classrooms. The problem is everybody's hanging out in the dorms without masks or in off campus housing, not wearing masks, doing dumb stuff or going to restaurants in town, not wearing masks or having parties in Utah County, not wearing masks. Like all the stuff that's happening is happening off campus. That's the problem. And so it's like you can go and. You can drop all this money on this campaign to encourage people to wear masks like, or you could just freaking mandate it. And luckily, you know, in Utah County, the county commission down there, they said, yep, we're going to do it. And you got it. You got to do it for now. On. And so now there's a consistency. And like John brought up earlier, the thing that baffles me is like, wouldn't it be nice if there was just a standard? There wasn't a question as to whether or not. Well, now I'm in Davis County, so I don't have to wear a mask everywhere. Oh, well, I'm in Salt Lake County. I have to wear a mask everywhere. What if it was just like that everywhere? I'm going into a place. There's a a statewide mask mandate. You're going into a a building. You got to wear a mask. It's it's just that straightforward. And especially where like temperatures are dropping, people are going to be forced inside over the next 30 days because it's going to get cold and you still don't want to mandate mask wearing. So people are going to be in more confined spaces not wearing masks because we don't have the stones to say, yeah, we're going to mandate masks all across the state. It's going to get worse. And then everyone's going to go, oh, well, maybe we should have mandated masks. Maybe you should have done it months ago. But now when numbers are going to skyrocket in November and December during the holidays and nobody can go see their families. Oh, well, maybe we, well, we'll do it now. (sighs) Failure, failure in leadership because they want the the kid, like John said, making 10 bucks an hour at the door to enforce what they won't because they're afraid of people on the right. Essentially.
0: Yeah. And, and don't forget that, like, yeah, I, I don't like that he tries to, that Cox tries to kind of divorce himself from what's been going on. Like, dude, this is all on you. Like, this is all, Completely. this is you, bro. This is, there, there's nobody else here to blame, but you.
1: And he would say, well, no, because these people are making an individual choice. And so it's there. It's like, well, you could have helped in that choice because you could have encouraged the governor because you are the head of the coronavirus task force. Are you For not? For some reason. Yeah. Then- You could have encouraged the governor to say you should you should institute a nationwide or a statewide mask mandate. That's what that's what the medical professionals were asking for. You didn't give it to them.
0: Let's let's uh, let's pivot to growth and recovery. So first, we're going to hear from Spencer Cox.
2: Um, We have used state dollars uh, to reach out to these businesses. We have we have uh, teams that are going out and meeting with businesses, taking pledges, the stay safe, stay open pledge so that their their uh, businesses can be safe for people to come back so that we can increase the um, the willingness of Utahns who are worried about the coronavirus to feel safe in these business establishments.
0: Uh, So that was Spencer Cox. Uh, And then here's Chris Peterson.
4: Uh, second, we need to bond for shovel-ready infrastructure projects right now with rock bottom interest rates that can help spur jobs and get our economy fired back up.
1: The response from Cox was, we've got people talking to businesses, getting them to take a pledge that they will hopefully encourage people to mask up in their establishments. That's that's the Spencer Cox plan to get the re- economy back on track. Yeah. Chris. Chris Peterson's response is, well, we should bond for infrastructure projects because if if growth and recovery gets ahead of infrastructure we're gonna have a problem so now is an ideal time to do that
0: because don't what I would argue that it's already past that right growth and growth is already past infrastructure yeah that's we're, fair. Way, we're way past but, that but We I, drove it, dude we drove through Utah County did. this weekend what a that nightmare. place. Is that a is shit proud. show, a shit show. Like seriously, their roads are. I don't understand how they get that. Like they get worse. I feel like they're not getting better. They're just getting worse. Just getting worse.
1: So it's mostly Lehigh, dude. It's Lehigh. That's the problem. It's oh, the whole.
0: Man. It's it's everything after the point of the mountain. Everything yeah, after the point that's of Lehigh, the mountain. and and then moving forward to BYU, all the way out there. No,
3: the whole place. The whole place. Oh Lehigh. Is crazy now that you mention it. I know what you mean. Right by the Adobe building. Yeah. Yeah. And you got all those roads and like they're painted over lines and then, but they're not really that good paint. They're not really well painted over. Well, and if you ever try to take those exits, it's a big old mess that doesn't make any sense right there. Yeah. So I would argue that the growth has already surpassed infrastructure.
0: And that's why like Chris's, Chris's idea to bond, like, yeah, it's, Yes. Duh. Like, why aren't we? Yes.
1: Well, what I, what I found was interesting was that like Cox's response was basically, we got a bunch of people to go around and talk to a bunch of people and tell them to hopefully wear masks, encourage them to wear masks. You know, man, you could save all that money and just issue a mask mandate and everybody knows it and you don't need to go around and talk to businesses and get them to take a stupid pledge because they have to, because you're the executive and you issued a mask mandate. You could have saved all that time and think about how many lives would be saved if you just issued a mask mandate instead of sending teams of people around to go meet with other business owners and encourage them to encourage people to wear masks in their establishment. Like just
0: all that money would have gone to some of these infrastructure projects. Right. I mean, or
1: like- or Peterson makes the case earlier, or I can't remember what part of the debate where the fact that like we wasted a lot of money and resources in this coronavirus response, things like, the healthy you know healthy Utah app, which didn't work six million dollars. that money could have gone to keeping low income clinics open in Ogden, Salt Lake, and Provo. So people in Ogden could continue to get care, but no, we got to cut that. but meanwhile, we got people going around talking to businesses about about taking the pledge. Why not just make a mask mandate, which costs you nothing? You just issue a decree from the governor's office, which you have the power to do under the state of emergency powers, and then. Use that money to keep those clinics open. How about that? Uh, Uh, So, I don't know, man. Like Cox's response there is just like, what? That's it. And then I thought that Peterson's idea was really forward thinking, where he's like, you know, interest rates are low right now. And, you know, a lot of people are telecommuting. So, like, let's invest in infrastructure right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. It's like looking, that was like really forward thinking. I think. So, like, Peterson's like, mask mandate, issue, you know, issue bonds to invest in infrastructure. Cause Cox talks about, in it, when, it, when it comes to infrastructure in the in the debate, he talked about, well, we've got this brand new airport. And like, that's really cool. And I'm glad that we have that.
0: Yeah, right. Like, well, it uh, made no sense to me. I mean, like, I get it. That's great. That's going to bring in like a lot of international travel and like we're going to have businesses and whatever. But how the fuck is that going to help me get from Davis County to fucking Utah County, bro? Like, that doesn't do shit for me. I don't care about you fucking... Air, uh, airport. Sorry, I'm swearing too much. But so,
1: but, the, but the airport thing had. is, the, I think the airport <laughs> thing also is it kind of it, it's kind of tone deaf for right now because it's like, listen, man, like right now is not the time to be talking about the shiny new airport because nobody's using it. Nobody can use it. Yeah, like nobody's traveling. You, like Americans literally cannot go to Europe right now without quarantining for two weeks. <laughs> like you can't go anywhere right now as an American unless you want to go in, you know, somewhere inside of your own infected country. That's the only place you can go, and you know maybe some rando country like Syria. I don't know, whatever, right? Like that's that's all that, that is available oh, to yeah, you, right? Bro, and you're going to sit serious? here and tell me about the how we've got this fancy new airport and we've made the, and like hey, cool man, but like what I want to hear about is we're going to double track front runner or we're going to expand tracks into the western part of Salt Lake County or like was something like that, like that. That's what I need to hear, and I've got. We got people going around encouraging people to take mask pledges. And we built an airport. Yeah, a pledge. A pledge
3: is what government can do. Ah, uh, That's what we can do. That's a all pledge, we can do. A pledge is what a nonprofit group does or a citizen group or a church. When you're in government, you have power. Maybe you should use it. Well, they only have power for certain things,
1: I find. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. So this response to growth and recovery i was just like what what
3: yeah
0: yeah uh, all right well uh let's talk about education because oh. was another one that was just like hmm, okay okay spinny spencer here's spencer's uh response on education
2: now when we talk about being the lowest funded state per pupil, that's also not true. There are several school districts where the funding per pupil is actually well above the national average. That may be a surprise to to many of uh. you. But the truth is there are many school districts like the one where I grew up in and, and where my kids are being educated right now that are far, far below the national average. We have an equity problem here in the state of Utah and we have to address that. We have to make sure that kids in rural Utah as well as the west side of the Salt Lake Valley get the same opportunities, the same education as kids in Park City.
4: We've got to increase the resources available. We have the lowest per pupil funding in America, and that's got to change. We've had decades to get it fixed and it's not getting done. One in four fourth graders in Utah can't read at a basic level. And we need to make sure that we are addressing the highest teen suicide rate in America. To do that, it's gonna take some resources. We've cut to the bone in the past, and it's our children that are suffering.
1: So one of the reasons that Chris brings up the fact that one in four fourth graders can't read at a basic level is because after fourth grade, you no longer read to, you're no longer being taught to read. You're now reading for comprehension. And so from that point on, you're now using your, the skills that you've learned as a a reader over the last four years to learn stuff. And if you're not there, 25% of our students are not there yet. That's a huge problem. Also, I, I, I picked this clip because I I thought it was really confusing that the argument that the lieutenant governor was making where he was saying, well, actually, per people spending in the state is not below average because there are some places, fairly wealthy places in the state where it's above average.
3: Yeah, there's some there's some places we spend more.
1: Yeah. And it's like, oh, and and he mentioned Park City, right? Like and, and I'm sure that like probably like Davis High is probably there. Like there are certain communities where they're very homogenous. The median income in that area is fairly high, and so they can invest in their schools. But it, it was so strange to me, though, because you notice then he like immediately pivoted. and was like, "Why did I just say that?" Okay, I need to get back to talking about rural schools and folks on the west side of Salt Lake, or even places like Weber County, where okay, all right, people in Park City are doing good, and and that's the point that I just made. For some reason, I don't know why, but overall, on average, you know, there are not enough of those places where. They're making, you know, they're the spending is on per pupil is above the national average. Most of the state is below that average, which is the reason that we are fifty-first overall. So it was such a mind-boggling point to make. Was like, what 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 is he doing right here? I don't understand. And Chris Peterson, it was just like, yeah, that's just what it is. Like that, that's where it is. And if you're not preparing the students, you know, they're not getting this education. If they haven't learned how to read, for example, by the fourth grade, they're they are set up for a long tough road to continue in the public education system because now they have to read for comprehension and that's difficult
3: well i think you have a lot of viewers who take that at face value and just say yeah of course man like we're going to spend more in places we need it and less in places we don't of course spencer cox get it gets it you don't and i just they'll just take it at face value so i think in one sense that works for him and then he dials it back just so that he doesn't have to get nailed down too much on it. Um,
1: Spencer Cox makes the point that, yes, normally funding education comes from property taxes. And if you live in a rural part of the state that is owned by the federal government, the federal government does not pay taxes to the state or local governments. And so it is difficult to then find the tax revenue to fund your schools without just gouging people, right, at the levels that you need. And so what can the state do to make up for that shortfall? Because- property values just aren't as much in Milford, Utah as they are in right. Kaysville or right. some parts of Ogden
3: mm-hmm.
1: or North Ogden. <clears throat> well, so, like his argument was, yeah, we can make the state can do more. Yeah, yeah. And it's not,
3: uh, I do feel like Cox deserves credit for one thing that he, one point he was making. I mean, I think it's an easy point to make. It's something that we've talked about on this show before. So, so I mean, all you got to do is listen to us. But anyway, uh, the, uh, nice he plug. he he kept saying we are we're so into building schools and building these lavish schools and spending. I think he said like 150 million dollars on schools. Right. And and I totally agree on that. It's an enormous problem we have throughout the state. And so I would love to see something done on that. You know, if Spencer Cox wins this election, it would be interesting to see because honestly, it's like. I think that's one of those things that you can sort of say as a governor, but it's, as we talked about with Ian Houghton, uh, like a year ago, I think, uh, it's very popular among city councils. Like it's a way that they love to spend their money. It's a way that they love to address their education issues. So, so building buildings is popular among smaller governments. And I don't think that any state government is going to step in and tell those people how to do it. So I think it's one of those things that Cox can sort of, uh denounce and say he wants to change but will never actually take any action to change it'd be interesting to see if he does anything.
1: yeah so i got i got two 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 last points on on education here so the first one is education has been underfunded by republicans and spencer cox has worked at almost every level of government in the state he's been on the county commission He he worked in the state legislature he's been the lieutenant governor for the last however many years and now he wants to be the governor so he's worked at just about every single i don't know if he ever made a city council somewhere but if he has then yes, he's worked at basically every single level of government. Education continues to be underfunded by him and his party. Why would I trust him to be the change in the system when they continue to do this? Because he makes the point like, well, we've increased funding over the last 10 years more than at any time in the state history. Like, okay, cool. Like we're spending more money now because people have been pushing you towards spending more money and it's still not enough. He also makes the point that there's some kind of wall between the monies that the state gives to schools, school districts, and where they can spend those dollars, he was saying that, well, that money has to go toward building buildings. And that's why they spend so much on building buildings, as opposed to paying teachers more something to look into. And if that's the case, hopefully a simple fix in the way that the, the law is written, where it's like, okay, you don't have to spend all this money on buildings anymore. You can fund it spending you know money on teachers or whatever else you feel, because it's all about local control, right? It's all about local control until the locals want control. And so if that's the case then what what are you going to do to make it that way? We didn't hear anything about that.
0: Well, um well, As far as like JCPs, listen, if you're listening to this show, you should probably go back through uh it's on YouTube, the, the debates on YouTube. Listen to Chris, listen to uh Spencer Cox talk about these things. Um you know, I just vote for Chris Peterson. Like we've met this guy on a number of occasions and the dude is just he's a smart guy. He's got great ideas. And my thing is, it's like he's going to he's going to stand up to this Republican supermajority in the state legislature when he needs to. He's going to be firm. He's going to be he's a good leader. Like He's a good dude.
1: Yeah, and that's what he's done his entire career, right? He makes that case in the debate that, you know, he has worked his entire career advocating for people who didn't necessarily have a voice. And that's the work that he would continue as the governor of the state. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. Okay, so any other thoughts?
1: The last one I wow. laughed about was uh, there was this moment where they talked about the tax reform and um, Cox praises Governor Herbert and the state legislature for repealing it on the first day of, the, the general session of the, of the legislature. And I was like, wait, what? Like they literally had to do that because if they didn't, it would go to on the ballot because we had gotten enough signatures and it would be soundly rejected what they did. So they repealed it with their tail between their legs after signing it into law in the first place, no points, but Cox praised governor Herbert and the leadership in the, in the house and Senate for what they did for repealing it in the first place. So it's like it's the typical Donald Trump thing where it's like I go here, I make a mess, then I, then I, I think that I clean up the mess a little bit, then I talk about how what a great job I did cleaning up the mess that I made. Yeah, yeah. Like I I just laughed at that. I was like, dude, if Chris Peterson is your governor, people never have to go and gather signatures for tax reform because the bill never gets signed in the first place. The governor vetoes it, and and it doesn't happen. Like, and that's what. We need in government, and that's what the the argument they keep keeps making is that we need balance. We need balance in the government because these folks are out of control, man. Like they are just going to pass and ram down your throat whatever they want, and people have to undertake these gargantuan efforts to stop them from doing that. And it's just like, wow, man, what a what an angle, what a spin on on a really polished turd. Uh, All right. With that, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, When we come
0: back, we're going to talk about the polls, uh, John's new game, and some events.
2: Ashley Wolfius and the Elements of Real Estate are proud to support the independent local journalism of the Junction City podcast. If you're buying or selling real estate, or if you need a certified residential appraiser, contact Ashley at theelementsofrealestate.com. Or by calling
4: 801-391-8503. Welcome
0: back to the show. I'm excited. Are you guys excited? Because I'm you. excited. We had we've got polls. I got the polls that I, that were long overdue.
3: Wait a minute. You guys said we were gonna put some polls up last week. You said you saying actually you did it? That's
0: <laughs> correct. They've been they've been
3: put out there on the I didn't see no polls. I haven't what? seen a poll. Minute, let's hear, tell me about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read me this so-called poll. They were there. All right. They're there. You
0: should go in and vote. They're still open. If you recall, the polls that we had last week were, what are your thoughts on the make Ogden uh, plan that was approved by
3: Ogden City? Interesting. Wait, let me make a prediction. Okay. He <laughs> let me wait, hold thinks on. thinks the let mayor me... did something wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: nobody commented on these oh, but okay I'll let me give you the actual like here are the here's the uh, answers right so this is what people could pick and you give me your prediction on who won which one won there's a plan could use some improvement junk it and start over or I dig it which one won John uh I dig it Nope, there's a plan, question mark. Not a
1: single person voted for I dig it.
0: Yeah, nobody voted for I dig it. You guys are Uh, out of touch. Eight eight votes for there's a plan, question mark. Like nobody knew that was happening. And then could use improvement had six votes. So the second second place there. And then, yeah, everybody else,
3: nobody else voted for the other two. Um, You know what I feel like this is? This is because we took a hiatus. People are uninformed. It's our Oh home. my
0: gosh! There's a direct correlation to that. Yeah, the our sorry,
3: time being up. Oh, yeah, that's on us. That one's on yeah. us. Okay, no, next know.
0: poll. Uh, what should the <laughs> the segment? Uh, what should we be calling Northern Utah? Yeah, uh, segment. Uh,
1: <laughs> so we, we we put them all in there, like Utah, yeah. NorTop, NorTop.
3: Yeah, I mean, as Just you guys know, we've been we've been trying to decide the right name for our perfect new segment.
0: Hey, thanks to a Ryan Larson. One. Ryan Larson actually submitted a brand new name, The Notch of Utah, which mm. isn't bad. But it's definitely not just a tip. And that's, that one uh, overwhelmingly won
1: oh, seven votes. Went.
3: Yeah. I get it. But hey, start saying Utah, anyways, everybody. You're not going to make it happen. <laughs> even not,
1: yeah, even though not a single hey. person voted for it. Do what, do what I Nobody's
3: want. Nobody's going to know about that. Uh, and but then the last.
0: Not... No, go ahead. No, the last poll is uh, what film should we watch for JCP? JCP cult film night, which is happening. Um, so this one is going to be active. We'll kind of keep a running total on this and we'll go back through this one for uh, next week's show. So far, Rocky Horror Picture Show is number one with, with five votes. Hey, go- Ghostbusters is, votes. is hey, Ghost, I know he really is. Uh, Ghostbusters is, is right behind with four blair witch project with three uh evil dead is also tied there at three you got halloween with two votes
1: original halloween's good
0: and then uh i I, i'm not a big fan of this one hocus pocus like i guess if we're we're making fun of movies i'll make fun of that movie that's a great i've been watching hocus
3: pocus lately it is not a great movie kobe please Kobe, it is not a great movie. Dude, right Uh, at the beginning of that movie, they suck the life out of a young girl, and then she just sits slumped on the chair, and nobody talks about it. It's a very grotesque scene. Just kind of, she's just there in the background. Check it out. It'll freak out your kids.
0: Eh, it wasn't that good. Moving on, we're not going to Pinky's Up Thumbs Down yet, because we have a new segment.
3: Oh, that's right. It's our incredibly popular new segment, that we're calling Pinky Deep in the future. We call it that because we're going to take a little peek into the future, but not too far. We're going Pinky Deep. Yeah. Somewhere Shane
1: is smiling.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Let's look just a couple weeks, make our predictions. Kamala Harris is in town now. Mike Pence is going to be here soon. I'm sorry. Kamala. Like a comma. And then a la. Kamala and Mike Pence is going to be here soon. So soon all the eyes will be on Utah for just like a day or two. So what crazy Utah fact are we going to hear? What wrong assumption? What strange misunderstanding are we going to hear on the national news?
0: I think that we hear there's going to be Jake Tapper is going to bring up polygamy in Utah. I think Fox News will bring up that there isn't a mask mandate and we've been doing great. Uh, and and the, the cases are are Going down They're And not. then uh, NPR You know what NPR is going to say That uh, you know I don't really Have a prediction for NPR because I don't listen To NPR uh, it'll be some Something that's off uh, about fry Sauce or something in some local Place in Salt Lake that's been There since 1978 through the <laughs> Civil rights movements and yeah, Some boring thing about that so <laughs> Since this, oh, you know what, Kobe, you go. Yeah, Kobe, so you got one.
1: My prediction for some weird misunderstanding. Um, I think that often what happens in these situations is when you have out of town folks coming to a place that doesn't normally get a lot of press. Often folks don't do the homework. So they'll show up and they'll like talk to people and they'll just they'll go on time honored stereotypes that aren't necessarily true. I think what you're going to see is you're you're going to hear all the old clichés. You've already talked about polygamy. There may not be a joke about that, but there will be a joke about green jello consumption. Just dumb. Uh there will probably be a reference to skiing. And there will probably be a reference to the Olympics and Mitt Romney. Like inevitably. I think that's going to happen.
3: I like my predictions better.
1: Yours I are think, garbage.
3: <laughs> I think they were both great you guys. Doesn't mean See, I think that this <laughs> I do mean that. That's Just my sincere it. voice you guys. That's <laughs> when I say you guys a lot that means that I really mean. <laughs> anyway, I think I think that we have an opportunity to really find the area like uh, you know, our stereotypes aren't even that fun. So I think we need to join together and start spreading some kind of Of rumor now that they can say I would like us to tell people that we have smell identities in our cities like like it's deliberate that Ogden smells like dog food and it's deliberate that Rose Park smells like sulfur like that we do this deliberately in each area and I think we can come up with more I want that to be I want us to be the smell the smell state that's what I want us to be but not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like dog food, sulfur. It's yeah.
0: it could be like uh, uh, cow manure, right? Uh, uh, dairy farms—that's a big good one. We can. Oh yeah, that I is know. good.
3: I don't know yeah, like calls... it's always.
1: What I don't know that they're known for their dairy farmer. Like you know, people people in like Wisconsin are gonna take. Uh, they're gonna take. Except no, 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 that. but you're you're
0: missing the point, Kobe, is that we have specified smells in each area. So if you go to like oh, a, our uh, smell so different it,
3: yeah, yeah. They're, they're having a dairy farm to make milk or whatever, ours is about smelling like cow shit. Specifically <laughs> only for that smell. Yeah. Yeah. We dug into the mountain just so that we could get out that awful smell there by the oil refineries, you know, like it's what we do. And I think there, you know, we can, there's a psychological thing to it. Maybe it's to deter outsiders. That's what it is. Oh, I love it.
0: And, and Utah counties can be like uh baby diarrhea, right? Because there's so many babies <laughs> and just like that smell. That pungent well, well, smell galore. Of Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love I'm, I, I'm digging this, John. Yep. This is I one like where you're going with happen.
3: this. Some predictions you can make happen. Some predictions. <laughs> there so you we'll, go. See. That... we'll see. Pinky deep in the future. You know what? Uh, oh, wait. Except for I should say, I encourage our listeners throw in your predictions too. Answer that question. Yes. Uh, do it on Twitter. Hashtag Pinky deep in the future. Uh,
0: speaking of which, not future. Just pinkies up. Pinkies up. Thumbs down. Kobe, why don't you go first?
1: Okay. I have uh, pinkies up to the Democrats in Washington County for hosting us this weekend. Um, Super great to meet them. Uh, We went to Afogato West, which is where we did the broadcast. Really cool, swanky coffee shop there just off St. George Boulevard. If you're down there, check it out. Really cool spot. They were really welcoming. So pinkies up to all of them for just being great hosts. Um, But uh, when we were with Alex McDonald today uh, talking about debate prep, I uh, found out an interesting thing that Jim Harvey just barely put up his signs this weekend. Oh, like it is October third, and he finally put a sign up. The guy has not had a primary; he, no one primaryed him. So he literally has done dick, right, to campaign until now. Thumbs down to that man! Like this is the exact kind of behavior that we're talking about, where they take your vote for granted. Right, uh,
3: he feels entitled to it. Yep,
1: he doesn't uh, feel I guess worried. I, I guess I got to put up signs, so I'll put up some signs. Yeah. But like, I, I can guarantee that if you were to press, you know, Commissioner Harvey, like, how many, how many people have you, how many doors have you knocked? How many phone calls have you made, How many texts have you sent? The answer is zero, An, uh, a resounding zero. Like, he does nothing to go and talk to you and find out how you feel about the issues, because he doesn't need to know that, because you're going to vote for him anyway. And so you need to be more judicious with your votes. If that's the case, and you don't like that kind of behavior take a look at Alex McDonald because Alex McDonald is out there working to understand what you care about and representing you on the County Commission. Stop letting them take your vote for granted.
0: Can I just say, I feel like Alex has really missed on marketing the white hair. Oh, Cause awesome. the first thing, the first thing my son, when he met Alex McDonald at that debate or at that town hall, He's like, why is he not dressed as Doc Brown no. to all these places? Because I would vote for him just because he looks like Doc Brown. Like, he just <laughs> comes in. He just comes in, you know?
3: He should at least, like, enter the debate like a Kramer style. Yeah, just like he comes
0: in. <laughs> Party! <laughs>
3: And that's, how he nice.
0: and that's how he talks about climate change. You know what I mean? That's how he talks about climate change. That's how he starts the whole conversation.
3: He just does a whole. Great Scott. Rick. Yeah. Great Scott. <laughs> oh, Morty. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Morty. <laughs> that'd be good, too. And also, yeah, see, uh, see if I was his
0: campaign advisor, right. that's where I'd be going. <laughs>
1: I honestly think that if you did that, more people like that go viral. Like he some needs guy showed do up to a, a debate Rick and Morty. Doing, a yeah. Rick, yeah, doing a Rick impression
3: or even just doing a Rick video endorsing Alex McDonald. <laughs> yeah. That'd no. be good.
1: That's the way to go. <laughs> I like that.
0: Uh, good stuff. I'm going to go next, John. All right. I'm to leave you for, for, for end. Um, Terrific idea. my pinkies up goes to Kevin Lundell and the team at RC fit. I started, uh, CrossFit oh, on Thursday, nice. right? And uh, the facilities there are amazing. Um, look, he doesn't sponsor the show, but uh, this is going to be definitely a, uh, a free, uh, ad. free ad for him. Uh, yeah, the, the the facilities are way nice. They keep it really uh, tight, so there's not as many people there. Uh, blow, you know, sweating and 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 uh, you know, just getting back to it. The people were being have been very nice. Um, thumbs down though to my body for always being sore for being sore. Like the last three, it feels like the last two weeks of the last three days that I've been working out. So
3: nice, man. You'll have to keep us updated on the RC CrossFit. Yeah. I'm taking before and after picks RC fit. Yeah. Yeah. When I think, (laughs) when I think of pinkies up thumbs down this week, (laughs) all I can see is Mike Lee's big, stupid grin while he's hugging all these people and shaking hands outside in the Rose Garden where everybody's catching Corona. And I have honestly been going back and forth trying to decide if it's a pinky up or thumbs down. And I've decided it's pinky up. I'm not ashamed to say that I'm glad that those assholes are getting the virus. I think they deserve it. I think we can all be real that we know that the negative effects do not hit a lot of people. I really do not believe that Mike Lee is going to see some terrible negative medical effects from the virus. So I also know that Republicans, you know, do not do anything to change policies until something personally affects them. So I think this was inevitable. I think they were going to catch this at some point. Uh, And it needed to happen in order for us to move on on this issue. So before I give that an official pinky up, though, I need to back up and give a thumbs down. The big thumbs down in this bullshit is it's not going to be one of them that gets hurt. It's going to be somebody seven people down the chain that can be traced back to them. It's going to be, you know, it went to Kellyanne Conway. Then it went to her daughter. Then it goes to someone else, someone else who has nothing to do with these assholes who maybe even was all of the precautions so there's a big big thumbs down to some innocent person who's going to have severe medical issues because of this so partially because of that thumbs down pinky up to this asshole mike lee getting covid i'm on board can <laughs> i can i uh,
0: piggyback on that uh john and say f- pinkies up to the memes out there oh Mwah. Oh my God! I've never laughed so hard at the memes that are going on. Good, good though, good John. I like it. Let's move on. Upcoming events: <clears throat> Wednesday, October seventh, the vice presidential debate over Zoom watch party will be happening with the Weber State Comms Department. So, uh, well, what Facebook. I did was
1: sure I, I added all these events to our <laughs> events, sure our events calendar on our Facebook page. So if you go in to the Junction Study Podcast Facebook page and go to our events tab, all of these events will be there for you.
0: Look at that. Uh, Saturday, October 10th, boxing and conditioning class at Foley's MMA. Uh, if you don't know where Foley's is, that's right. 375 31st Street in Ogden. Going on from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Oh, look at that. Right when I'm doing the CrossFit stuff too. Or mm-hmm. RC Fit. Nice. That's what a good class him? too. We're just gonna get in shape, guys. Like we're gonna get in shape, and, dude, and
3: for we're real. hoping everybody comes along with you know for the ride. Hey, I just figured you th- go to the days you go to CrossFit. I'll go to Foley's. We'll make a deal, buddy.
0: I'm going tomorrow at six fifteen. Fuck deals off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's like the time I tried to be vegetarian. Like I was doing it for like three hours, and then all my buddies went to McDonald's, and I was like, uh, "Oh, dude, I don't want, I'm in on this." <laughs> I was off the wagon. That was like literally <laughs> to like
0: five seconds after. I mean, it wasn't even like that. It was like yeah. a, I got I've to never, tomorrow morning. I've never <laughs> seen somebody. <laughs> that got so quick. Uh, oh gosh. Okay. Wednesday, October 14th. Weaver Davis Citizens Climate Lobby. Um, their monthly Zoom meeting will be held uh from 6:30 p.m. to 7:30 p.m. So if you want to get involved in The uh, Climate Lobby uh, with the Weber slash Davis citizens. Go ahead and jump onto that Zoom call.
1: Yeah, man. John Armstrong personally invited me.
0: (gasps) John Armstrong? The John Armstrong? He'll teach
1: you some stuff. He certainly will. He
0: did teach me some stuff. He taught me how to calculate the uh, distance between the Earth and the Moon. You know, I took one of
3: his classes. Do it for us right now. Um... (laughs) You failed Uh, or track the you
0: know how you can track the little planets or the little moons when you're looking through a telescope at a different planet that's on the other side of the galaxy and you can see the little moon and you can track you know their orbit anyway no interesting stuff shut up guys all month long what is this casa sola what is that and the mexican revolution exhibit
1: yeah, a so Shepherd
0: Union Building, what is yeah, this?
1: What? So so for Hispanic Heritage Month, there is going to be this um display of photos from the Mexican Revolution in the Shepherd Union Building from this uh this guy named Casasola who is a he was a he's basically like the guy that one of the guys that invented photojournalism. Dang. So so he was taking photos of the revolution as it happened and a lot of the photos from that collection will be in the Shepherd Union for the next month so you can go check them out.
0: Eight AM to seven PM. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much like as the building's open, you can go there in the the main area in Shepherd Union and check out photos from the past for Mex- for Hispanic Speaking heritage.
0: of Hispanic heritage, much can I give a shout out to Doctor Romo Rom, uh, Ramos, right, Enrique?
1: Enrique Romo, yeah, uh, uh,
0: for doing all the uh, going out to. Uh, the little ranchetto market right there on 20 on Monroe. You guys know what I'm talking about? Is it 26 in Monroe? Yeah. And getting people uh, registered to vote. That's awesome. Awesome. it's awesome. Um, if you, you should like us on Facebook and join the forum and get involved, uh, take the poll, uh, answer John's, uh, prediction questions. Uh, you can also do that on Twitter. If you're not on Facebook, you can do it on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we are actually going to be uh, doing a lot more with our YouTube channel. You'll see that through Deep State Media. Uh, Deep State Media will have the, the, the host page, and then we're going to have uh, Junction City podcast playlists where you can see behind-the-scenes uh, footage, teasers, and full show will be there as well. Uh, we're on Patreon if you want to give us some money you are more than welcome to drop a dollar in every month at patreon you visit our website junctioncitypodcast.com rate us when you're why when you're listening to the show rate us on anything that you listen to whether that's uh apple podcast spotify stitcher if you really like the show roll the windows down yell at the car next to you tell them that yeah, you really just like the park show
3: park in a parking lot somewhere roll down the windows just play the show out really loud
0: yeah we're good with that too
3: um that yeah. uh, i guess you know like we say every week all oh, politics is local